Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare Alley, a detour podcast from Nightmare on Film Street. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week we are talking with filmmakers Rob Savage, Jed Shepard, and Gemma Hurley, whose most recent film, Host, is currently playing on Shudder. The found footage quarantine movie conceived, filmed, and released during a pandemic, and it is... So awesome. I I hope that you have seen it. It is streaming on Shudder. It's, it's only been out for like a week or so, and the internet is loving it. Yeah, oh yeah, right? Especially, oh, especially found footage fans. I'm so happy. <laughs> when we saw this movie, I knew nothing about it, and it just it like appeared in our inbox. We watched it, and it blew us away. I mean, not a huge surprise because I love found footage so much. Right, uh, resident I was, expert here. I was sold on the the seance during a Zoom call sentence. Like I was just like, okay, well, it's my new favorite movie. It's decided. I hadn't even seen it. Uh, totally lives up to the. I guess now there's hype, so totally lives up to that. Yeah, such a fun found footage film. Such a tight little film. And it's only fifty six minutes, so it is perfect to watch. Really late at night, right before bed. You know, like that 11... 11- oh, yeah, perfect. Like- Definitely do that. <laughs> I, I am the person who goes to put on a movie at like 11.30. Well, I mean, 11.30 before quarantine. Now it's like, I'm putting on a movie at 2 a.m. Hopefully I can stay awake for it. One, I... We've watched 12 Monkeys. Well, I have watched 12 Monkeys uh, the last two nights uh, in a row. Can somebody please tweet at John on a string and tell him that's not a nighttime nightlight <laughs> movie? I like falling asleep to it. But yeah, I'm the kind of person who likes to put on stuff really late at night to fall asleep to. I dare you to fall asleep while watching this movie. Triple dog. I triple dog dare you. No, I triple dog. Oh. You you regular dare. I thought that was an edit. No, I thought you were, like... I thought you were trying to do, tell me to do a take two on that no, one. No, I was just being funny. <laughs> uh, not, to, not to add to the hype, but we really, really, really Oh like no, this let's movie. feed this hype. Okay, sure. We're going to nurture it. We're going to feed me more recent. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Total eclipse of the sun. I mean, it's probably a pretty good lead in. I uh, my interview style is essentially to compliment people into until oblivion. they take over talking. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I use the next hour to let them know that I do think this is one of the greatest found footage movies ever made, and I stand by that. That said, though, if you are completely unaware and this is the first time you're hearing of Host, it's a found footage movie, like Kim said, shot entirely over Zoom because it's set during and shot during quarantine. A group of friends are getting together with a medium to hold a seance to talk to a spirit that might be living, haunting one of the girls' homes. And, uh, I mean, you're a horror fan. You're probably gonna figure out where it goes from there. Spooky places. We were fortunate enough to talk with director Rob Savage and uh, and his co-writers, Jed Shepard and Gemma Hurley, actually the day that the, the film was being released on Shudder. Uh, it's a super great interview. Uh, we, we we come in with a lot of awkward laughter because, you know, if, if you've ever recorded anything before, you get, you know, a few seconds of silence to try and reduce the background noise. And this is the first interview that we've recorded over Zoom. We, we used, thought it was fitting. We thought it was, it's totally fitting for the movie. And, you know, we, we, we 
got to just get with the times, really. Everybody's using it. Got to hip with the jive. Yeah, we usually do it over the phone, but uh, but we did it over Zoom this time. Totally works. But trying to record those 10 seconds of silence while staring at the people you're about to talk to <laughs> is very weird. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, before we get into it, though, enjoy the trailer for Host. Hey! Hi, guys. Hey, hey girl! Caroline! Hi, Teddy! Hi. Let's do a shot, girl, to us. Hey, everyone, get in. Three, two, one. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's gonna happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. What was that? Amy, was that you? I heard it. I heard heard something. I think there's something here. Did you say that? Emma. Funny. There's something. You know, we've connected with something. We gotta keep going. We gotta talk to it. Guys, thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast <laughs> and for sitting through 10 seconds of awkward silence. <laughs> it's even weirder with video. Oh boy. <laughs> it's like staring into your soul. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see that movie Living in Oblivion where they do the set 10, like they do like a minute of room tone at the end? <laughs> just like a minute. <laughs> that sounds like a little bit, a uh, little overkill, I think. So how does it feel to have a quarantine set filmed movie coming out during quarantine? Surreal. Because it doesn't feel like we've actually made a movie. Because it started out that we were all just hanging out on Zoom anyway. We were doing Zoom happy hours and we were watching, you know, we, we started out as the quarantine movie club where we do Netflix parties every night. And it, it feels like we just carried on doing that, but we started filming and throwing in more fake blood. And, you know, <laughs> and now everyone's watching this thing that we've been doing for the past couple of months. It's very weird. It's got to also uh, be I'm, odd. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's also oh, no, it's fine. not having to leave your house to do any of this too, right? Like to, to go to a film festival, to sell it, to screen yeah, yeah. it anywhere. Yeah, no, it's bizarre. Like literally just, sorry, just before we came on, we saw like the New York Times just reviewed us, which, and they didn't hate it either. So, <laughs> wow. 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 Hey, I haven't seen that yet. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's mad. It feels like, it feels like a, a beautiful, you know, nightmare. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, sorry, go on. I was gonna say I feel like I'm being trapped in a Zoom call for the whole of lockdown, which is you know we you've been making this film, we've been like researching, like doing seances on Zoom, like talking to our friends on Zoom. You know, it just feels like we've been kind of trapped in this bubble. And I'm sure for like you guys, Rob, especially like directing that in lockdown. Like, do you feel like you're still kind of trapped constantly in as like like we are now? I suppose. Honestly, I went outside today for about ten minutes just for a little walk, and it was terrifying. <laughs> I feel like my whole world is Zoom now. <laughs> um, I, I found the experience, I'm, I'm Judge Shepard, by the way, for those listening. Um, <laughs> I am so happy that we got to do it with our friends, basically, because well, I've said it before on, on, on another thing, but when we look back on this historic moment in, in, in time, just this weird, weird time, people will be like, like it was in the Blitz, I guess. People will be like, what, what did you do? And I can just send them a link. This, this is what I did. And they'll just be like, you guys are nuts. And the fact we got to do it with all of our friends from start to finish, like the, the stunt guys, the costume people, the VFX guys, the entire cast, are our friends who we were just watching movies with all the time, just makes it even more special. And the reactions, like this morning, unbelievable. Like, it's really hard to like take in just, just the, the love because I'm, me, myself and Rob, 
and Gemma, we're massive horror fans and I follow mostly horror accounts and read every horror blog imaginable, listen to so many horror podcasts. And I know sometimes the kind of reviews can be a bit mixed with horror films, especially one that's getting a lot of attention all at once. But it's unbelievable that like the reactions we've been getting like crazy. And that's just down to like Rob's directing and like who else would have, mm. would have directed something as, as crazy as this and managed to pull it off with such like panache. Yeah, I think what's really nice is, you know, we, we, we had a lot of people bidding on this, this film when we had the idea to do it because, you know, this was in the thick of the pandemic and it was the only thing that anyone could make. And we had this idea and we had lots of places who wanted to fund it. And we, you know, we immediately went to Shudder because, you know, for one, they really got on board with how we wanted to do it, which was to just run in blindly without a plan and figure it out. And they were... Thank you, Shudder. Also, because, because we wanted to make a film by horror fans, for horror fans. Like, this is exactly the kind of movie that I would reach for if I was sat at home in lockdown you know, on, on a Friday night. We wanted it to be a fun kind of ghost train roller coaster that, that people could just have fun with. And um, it's, you know, it's so nice to see the horror community respond because we kind of made it with them in mind every step of the way. Yeah, like we're we're recording this the day that it hits Shutter, but even last night I saw people tweeting that they were they were staying up until midnight whenever it dropped the oh, service. Wow. Like, like I gotta yeah. see this movie, which is really I've really never cool. seen that before. I've honestly never seen that before with a streaming with a horror streaming thing. Yeah, it's either like, oh, I'm staying up late to watch Martin Scorsese's four hour <laughs> thing, <laughs> or this teeny little found footage movie that was made in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah, you talked about this. Uh, coming out of just hanging out with your friends on on zoom when when and who originally had the idea like oh we we really need to film it well it started i don't know if you know this but it started as a prank video that i played on my friends so i like i've just moved into this new this new apartment just before lockdown and i and i started hearing like weird footsteps in my attic like creaking across across the top in, <laughs> like I'm, literally it's, it's right above me now as i speak and i'm still a little afraid um <laughs> And I, you know, and I was, and I, so I was telling my friends that, oh, you know, I think maybe there's a man living in my attic, and they were all kind of taking the piss. But then one time, me and Jed, Jed, because you you were there as witness, we came came back to my to my house, and right underneath the attic, the attic door was like slightly ajar, and there was like a, there was like a chocolate bar wrapper. Just like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> genuinely. And I don't. And I, don't I, I thought don't you were messing with me, Rob. I was like, no, no okay, I really yeah, wasn't. This. I don't. I don't, I don't eat, I don't really have any chocolate in the house. And I don't sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm just hiding my secret shame from these guys. But no, it, it was, um, and then lockdown happened and suddenly I was locked in the house with potentially a serial killer above me. So I got all the guys, I got all the guys on a Zoom call and was like, you've got to come and, you know, if I get murdered, you've got to at least film it. So we filmed it on the Zoom. But what they didn't know is that I'd already been up there. There wasn't a serial killer there. And I figured out a way to like hijack the Zoom feed so that as I put my laptop up there, we cut to a scene from Wreck, the Spanish movie. Where <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and it scared the living shit out of them. And, um, and we'd filmed it. And so I cut that together and I put that on Twitter. And like within a couple of days, it had gone like crazy viral. And we'd had like 4 million people had watched it. Up and to it 6 million crazy. views now across the... Holy shit. And so, you know, kind of off the back of that. And, and, and honestly, like you can see that on my Twitter and it's... Um, all the cast are basically my friends who I was scaring in that video. You know, you could see all. all I'm uh, there. I'm one of the. I'm one of the friends. Uh, I didn't quite make I'll, the cut for the feature, but you know. Yeah, our, VF, our, VF, our VFX supervisors there. It's basically our whole crew, and so the video went viral. And I kind of had the idea to, that we could do something longer, and it was literally as simple as like I called Jed up. Jed had this cool idea for the, for the seance, and then we just got on Zoom with our friends like we do every night. We're like, hey, do you want to make a movie? It was the easiest process in the world. Yeah, I think I think I actually like text Rob. I said two words, Zoom seance, yeah, and then went to sleep. And I woke up and like Rob had just done an essay of like how how we do this. It's great. It's as easy as that, really. That's pretty much yeah. how I pitched it to Kim the other night. Like, hey, there's this movie oh. filmed over Zoom where they're doing a seance. Like, put it on. Yeah, we had we had the screener in our inbox for like less than thirty seconds before we were sitting down to watch it. I was like, oh. we are watching this right now. Oh. Thank you. And so, Gemma, when did you, when did you get involved in the process? Oh my lord! I mean, Rob, I don't know how long it was between you guys doing the prank video, but I, I guess maybe you, you feel differently about this. It was just like 
we just want to kind of figure out how to build a story and like relationships and a kind of dynamic around this like amazing prank video you guys have done you had all these kind of wish lists of all these amazing things you wanted to see like these really cool stunts and these these amazing cast of actresses that you wanted to use as well so I suppose like we all kind of came together to like develop a kind of story and a yeah. um, like a framework for the actors to improvise around do you, do you guys see it in that same way I think that's totally right I think that like the heart of the movie comes right from from Gemma and me and Jed had basically a list of all the cool stunts and scares we wanted to do and and, and no we didn't have a plot to, ha- to hang it hang it across <laughs> I thought you guys were mad I was like how how are they going to pull this off like this is insane like I mean I'm not going to spoil the things in the film people can see it themselves so it's like this is like in lockdown during quarantine where people cannot speak to each other or get close to each other you had all this like ambitious plans and it was yeah like but you guys did it it was insane yeah, yeah. and to put it bluntly you don't want two guys writing for like six girls um, so, well, it's the thing. It was like female to- toxic relationships. Let's let's. Yeah, yeah we, I didn't know anything about that, that to be honest. So, and, and so Gemma really helped. <laughs> the nice thing was as well, like Gemma didn't didn't know any of the actresses at first. Mm. So, so the first time actually Gemma met the actresses was when we staged. We got like mm. I, I I know some real mediums, and I I we we hired one of them to come onto a Zoom call and do a real seance for our actors. And that we recorded it too. That was the first time that Gemma ever met them. She came on so she could see how they all reacted. And they're all scaredy cats and how, you know, the, the dynamics of the group. And and um, and from there, like, Gemma was really able to just 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 bulk up the kind of character story. And, um, all, you know, all the stuff that means that people care about the scares came from Gemma kind of observing these dynamics and, um, you know, bringing, bringing that to the fore. Because we had the benefit of them being real friends as well, which I think is what gives it such a nice energy at the start. Thanks, Rob. I was just going to say, like, I feel like that cast you guys have, they're, they're, they're your friends, but like it was already yeah. kind of there. Like, you know, they're so, I mean, anyone who can watch the film, like, they are so charming. Like, it's all just so natural. And like, it was just kind of like focusing on that and pulling out those certain elements. They kind of like did our job for us in a lot of ways. It was great. Uh, cast, cast was unbelievable. It was so lucky to have such talented friends all around and just the, the main girls in the cast are incredible we've, we've done films with them before um, if you've seen Dawn of the Deaf a film that me and Rob did a few years ago that played Sundance three of the girls from that are in are in this and Gemma and Emma are from my film Multiplex which isn't out yet actually all, all of the girls in host are in this other film called Multiplex which will come out soon but yeah we're so lucky that we had the right dynamic of of girls as well and, and they're so believable as friends because they really are and I mean, that's the magic of it. And we, I mean, you know, we were super keen to get this out while it, yeah. while it was still relevant, while it was still, you know, we were in the thick of the lockdown when it happened. And, and, and honestly, when we were making it, it felt like we'd been, we'd, we'd, we were probably going to be in lockdown until the end of the year. It felt endless. Mm. We really wanted to get it out while that was still our reality. So, so one of the things that we did is we, we basically decided we'd never get to a script in time. So we did, like, we kind of did a roadmap for the actors instead. Okay. We did a kind of ten-page beat sheet, but what we did, kind of hid, thing. yeah, yeah, we kind of hid certain things from the actors, so everyone would get a kind of red-acted script, and they'd know exactly what happened to their character, but they wouldn't know what happened to the other characters. Wow! So, so what we did is we filmed, uh, we filmed all the stunts, all the deaths, anything scary. We filmed those on the first couple of days, and then we cut it. We put all the sound effects on, and then I was able to, when we were doing the group stuff, I was able to play these scenes to them live in real time so a lot of their reactions they're reacting to things that, that they had no idea were coming like they were seeing their friends get killed or thrown around the room or whatever <laughs> in real time which is why a lot of it feels so like authentic because they're genuinely like having the shit scared out of them that sounds like a blast <laughs> although isn't like the scariest bit in it when someone sneezes by accident as well <laughs> it's like they're like oh my god like... yeah. that's the funniest bit to me just because it's so tense at that point and then Hayley sneezes and then the girls don't know whether to laugh or like just to keep going on like, that's, that, that it made it planned. so much realer that wasn't planned at all i was so happy sure. i was like before i was muted on the call i was like so happy on the other side because you can tell Gemma's actually, she's, like, she's like holding in a, she's like holding in a sneeze the whole time she's acting that scene. <laughs> uh, you so, can't you can't write that. No. No. Uh, no. What's it so what's it like just given you were saying that you were muted during the call like what's it like to essentially direct a movie where you're kind of just watching it happen and there's there's not really like I, I how much direction can you really give if you're muted on the call? 
Well, no, I'm so so the first the first thing we do is we got on every morning and we had uh, you know, we had a little outline for the scene written. I'd kind of talk through the beats for every one of them. I'd go through, talk to them one by one, uh, so they all knew exactly what their character beats were. I knew, you know, so they knew kind of their they have made to be to see uh, and these are the points we need to hit. Then the first thing we do is we do a big long messy take. Like the first take was always about three times as long as it would appear in the film, just so they can get everything out, we can see what works. Then I'd come back and I'd refine, I'd say, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. And then kind of by take three, we'd kind of be doing a, we'd kind of be doing a script. It's almost like, a, you know, it's kind of like how Mike Lee works, but in a really condensed way and with more gore, you know. Um, the, the, um, the fun thing, the fun thing of being, just being muted on the call is like, you can basically just be the voice of God. And if something's really, if something's really not working, you just unmute yourself and you go, go again, do it better. You know? <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like the voice of the devil rather than God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More blood, more blood, more pain. Um, <laughs> Lots of snot. Yeah, more snot. Uh, yeah. Lots of snot. We had to actually that there was a big VFX shot that had to happen because there was a, there was snot inconsistency. So the VFX are going Is that some of the only post work that had to get done for VFX? Oh god. <laughs> um, uh, no, I mean, Steve, Steve Bray, who's our VFX supervisor, there's, there's about 70 VFX shots in there. They're all just very subtle. We did almost everything. In, I mean, everything's in camera. Everything has an in-camera in element. There's nothing that's, that's purely VFX. Um, you know, the first thing we did with all the actors is we bought them all a spool of very thin fishing wire so they could try and do some, like, proper old-school poltergeist techniques, make things move and, um, you know, slam their doors and things like that. And we kind of... Honestly, day, day by day, we were kind of, we were trying to step up the film day by day. You know, we try something, we try an effect, simple thing with fishing wire, it would go great. And then I'd suddenly get high on the idea of that. And I'd throw something much more complicated at the producer the next day until by the end of the shoot, we were, you know, throwing people around into swimming pools and setting people on fire and all this kind of craziness. <laughs> Yeah, so so how hard is it to do stunt sequences like that during quarantine? Because like you can't hire a crew necessarily to come in and oh, do yeah. everything. No one's allowed to be near each other. After the initial terror of like nobody's ever done this before, how are we going to do this? What if it all fails? After that, we, like me and the producer started to actually look at it in a different way and think, okay, well we've got these restrictions, but also now we've got access to anyone with an internet connection, they can suddenly become part of our crew. So actually it kind of opens up the possibilities of what you can do. And the first thing we did is we made a big list of basically every cool person that we know who was stuck at home, twiddling their thumbs, you know, wanting to work. You know, so we, so we, we've, we knew that we had people who could do pyrotechnics and blow things up. We knew we had people who could create us kind of um, remote control doohickeys that would blow the doors open and things like that, you know. And, uh, you know, one of the big resources we knew we had is there's a couple of houses where there's stunt performers, there's stunt safety supervisors, there's, there's um, stunt riggers all living together under one roof, socially distanced together. Uh, so that's everyone you need legally to basically do any stunt you want. You can set people on and fire. And they're friends of ours as well. And they're friends Network. of ours. Perfect. So <laughs> that, that was on the list. And, we, and so we kind of wrote the whole script around these cool things that we had access to. And it was very important to us that we, you know, when people hear it's going to be a Zoom horror movie, I think they set their expectations quite low. So it was very important to us that we really do some crazy shit by the end. Yeah, and can I just add to that? Obviously, we're all massive horror fans. I've seen every fan footage film you can think of. And there was a lot that I'm annoyed with, 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 with found footage. So one of the things I said to Rob is, can we have as less fake uh zoom glitches as possible because mm. glitches in fan footage films just really irk me i just i just feel that it, they're not real and it really takes me out of it and you, you see it ever since probably the ring till about six months ago it was in every fan footage movie this kind of fake glitch glitch and uh so thankfully that's yeah. few and far between in our in ours <laughs> we had a couple of rules yeah we didn't want to do because lagging is okay because zoom lag so we yeah. were doing, lag was okay glitching glitching was out jed would disown it if there was any glitch i would i tried to do i tried to do not too many things where the camera falls in a very convenient place but we, we, <laughs> we have to do a couple just you, a you doing quite a lot of that just because it's fun you know yeah i know um uh during lockdown and we were talking about stunts and the safety of it and i know that was like 
real real tricky thing because like you know people have to be remote but there was this also other like aspect from a writing perspective there was this whole thing at the end where we had to kind of change the ending for safety reasons because um we wanted this this sounds really mad but like we wanted the actors to hug Oh, sure. um, and that was suddenly like, well, no, that's like the, the most unsafe thing in this film of people's faces being set on fire. <laughs> hugging, <laughs> hugging became like the most unsafe thing. Most taboo, yeah. yeah. And I love it. I really love what you guys in the end. I think did you guys, uh, Rob, did you do it on the fly, like change the ending? You kind of tweaked it. I think it's I love it. It's so funny and it's so recognizable that kind of like when you want to like hug someone you haven't seen in lockdown for ages and what you've what you've done instead it just feels really true um but that was just really strange yeah yeah no i, re I remember that it didn't even strike us until we we're about to shoot it that like we definitely definitely didn't do that mm. and a lot of people picked up on that as as one of their favorite moments in a film yeah. full of like, really cool stuff that's one of their favorite moments so well, I think it also it also helps timestamp it, like you were talking about earlier, because uh, it really puts it in a in a place in time. Like they they can't hug. Like it, mm. it, I mean, it resonates with us now because we're all in that world. But uh, it'll be interesting to look back ten years yeah. from now and see two characters that can't touch. And I think that's too why the film really works, especially as a found footage, because most of the biggest like complaints with found footage is that it's not justified. Why do they still have the cameras on? Why are they all doing this? Mm -hmm. But with our current situation, like this is the only way for everybody to feel connected and communicate with each other. So it's it's the perfect setting. Yeah. What are some of your found, favorite found footage movies? Uh, my favorite, absolute favorite is Blair Witch Project, which is kind of a given, but Paranormal yeah. Activity yeah. as well. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed Unfretted Dark Web. I think I think it would pair really well with Host. It's great. A lot of people have been ragging on the Unfriended movies, but we like genuinely love them. I love, I love them. them. I love, love them. The first one's amazing. Yeah. I it's think great. they both are. Yeah. And there are a lot of people on social media compa obviously comparing Host to Unfriended. Um, but I think that's because they haven't seen Host yet. Yeah. And you'll see it's wildly different um, than Unfriended. But um did you I, see I that? Like the New York Times? The New York Times said we weren't as dynamic as Unfriended. Not, wow! Not that I'm bitter. But. They went into the dark web, though. So I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Trump was right about it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I kind of see this film. Um, I, like, I think you guys were saying in the beginning that we watched a lot of um, references to kind of figure out the tone that we wanted people yeah. to feel when they saw this. And I think, Jed, maybe you'll agree with this, but like, I felt like Ghostwatch was like one of the, yeah. the best references, that kind of joy, that fun, that like that feeling that you're complicit in the film somehow. Um, yeah. It feels like more like what we were going for. Yeah, yeah. Ghostwatch is one of my biggest influences for everything I do, just in my waking life. So <laughs> it's quite obvious if we are doing a... Um, yes. A fan footage that Ghostwatch is going to be, and you'll notice even even um, unconsciously there are lots of Ghostwatch kind of references in there. Especially as the camera sweeps around, you see something and it quickly goes back, and there's nothing there. That's yeah. straight out of Ghostwatch, and yeah, it, I'm just going to have Do these guys know what Ghostwatch is? Because it's like a very British. Yes, like I, okay, I love cool. Ghostwatch yeah. so much. Cool. Like, I'm, uh, I'm surprised I didn't mention it in my found footage favorites. And it's cool too because Shudder's kind of who brought it to North America, Good which day. yeah, oh, which is such a perfect pairing that they they have host. It was banned in this country since it came out in 1992. <laughs> then it was banned because someone killed themselves, and Whoa. then yeah, like around yeah. the time when it came out, there's just a bunch of people who either killed themselves or related to Ghostwatch. Wow. So it was banned for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the BFI released it like in the early 2000s and it's just picked up steam ever since. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, and there's also that, um, like, now that I'm, I'm like, a, there's a suite, essentially, of British found footage. There's there's host Ghostwatch, and there's that episode of Inside Number 9 that is essentially yeah. the same idea as Ghostwatch, right? Yeah, like, and even Pipes from Ghostwatch is in that episode. Oh, no shit. How is he? Yeah, because I was, I was doing a podcast with, with Stephen Volk, who, who wrote Ghostwatch, and while we were talking, he got a text from the, from the Inside Number 9 guys to say, by the way, we've put Pipes in it. So somewhere in there is is, is Pipes. We should, have put, we should have put pipes in ours. <laughs> Maybe we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, scroll back through that. We did yeah. frame, frame. There's a Blair Witch. There's a Blair Witch reference. What is it? There's a Blair Witch reference. There's a Saul reference. There's a uh, Paranormal Activity Three. Paranormal Activity Three reference. <laughs> there's a There's a Night of the Comet reference. We had a lot. <laughs> So, uh, so stunt wise, like you, you guys keep talking about how, um, like how many stunts you wanted to do. And that was essentially like, all you really had was stunts and you needed uh, Gemma here to help you write the script. Um, w- were there any stunts you weren't able to film because they were just like too, too out of the box? Oh, can, can I just say like, I, we were going through, me and Rob at the start, we were going through just the coolest things we can think of, but they were all like pie in the sky stuff. And we were pitching each other stuff. And when we told the producer what we wanted, like to credit to him he was like okay i'm just gonna find a way to do it so yeah. every kind of like weird like out in outer space things we thought of they're in they're in there and um i mean that's again credit to producer douglas cox and rob and, and the stunt, stunt team douglas cox is the hardest working producer mm. on the planet in horror in the world yeah not slept for the last 12 weeks since i first called him up about this um, i think he must be magic <laughs> genuinely he is in order to like just carry not carry this film but you know put this film together is just incredible and as a found footage movie uh like i I don't know if you see found footage kind of the same way i do like it it seems like every found footage movie is building on the previous one like it has to do something new with the the technique with uh with how you use the camera and I, I gotta say, like, I, I, I keep hesitating to say, like, host is a benchmark found footage movie. You've got, like, Blair Witch Project, uh, Paranormal Activity. And then, I, honestly, like, even though there are screen movies that came before it, I really think you guys are tapping into something brand new with host. Thanks, man. That's so nice. Thank you so much. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I, as, much as, uh, as much as we've seen screen horror movies before, like, there's actually a purpose for it now. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a really hard time wrap my head around the fact that this came from a prank like this wasn't all just a proof of concept to sell to shutter no 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 it, it, and honestly just it came out of us being just being bored in lockdown and yeah uh, and you weren't even going to record it initially were you no 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 we, we uh, were just like can we record this this prank it might it might be funny yeah yeah <laughs> press record but it was kind of it, it it kind of ended up being a proof of concept like i don't think we would have been able to sell it to shutter without the, without the, the prank video blowing up but it was also, you know, it's only two minutes, but you could watch it. And, it, you know, we we, record, so we got some people to record on speaker view, some people recorded on grid view. So I was able to like cut back and forth and it was like, oh, okay. It's not that, it's not that kind of grating to watch. It doesn't feel annoying to like watch it in this format. So like maybe, you know, we, at first we were thinking of stretching it out into like a short film or we were going to do another like more elaborate prank or something. And then, you know, just kind of between, between me, Jed and Doug, who we've worked together for the past, like, I don't know, like, five six years or something we, we're all just very bad influences on each other and we kind of sn- everything snow everything snowballs from the first conversation until suddenly yeah. feature film it gets more and more elaborate and then we've got to make this this frankenstein monster of a film <laughs> because we've, we've all like we're sold on the idea of this creation but yeah uh, just talking about how that we've made films before and you can kind of see the progression in what we've done our first film together was one called absence starring paul mcgann a short short film in 2014-15 and then came Dawn of the Death which um, stars three of the girls from from Host and that was like 2016-17 and then we did Salt with Alice Lowe um, which came out a couple of years ago and was really well received so yeah this feels like a, a, a perfect progression from, yeah. from those into something a bit more fully formed. Yeah it's nice to do something a bit with a bit more time to kind of expand. 
Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like honestly, I think it's like a perfect length because it really um, it's using its medium. Like Zoom calls when they're free, they're exactly. only like forty minutes. Um, exactly. Was was there any pushback with with anybody involved about stretching it out to like an hour and a half, two hours? It was always the opposite. I mean, I oh, was wow. when we first sold it to Shudder, I was very adamant that in the contract it could be maybe it could be thirty minutes at minimum, because um, I just I just wasn't sure how much it was stretch. I wasn't sure how much good material we'd get from just getting people on a Zoom call. I didn't know if it would be annoying to watch more than 30 minutes. Like, it was so untested. And we, you know, we didn't even have, we sold it to Shudder with a sentence. Like, we didn't have a script or an outline. We just said, it's a Zoom seance. Trust us. And they were like, great. And so, you know, we kind of we kind of always wanted to hit the 40-minute mark because we thought that would be funny to have it as be the length of a Zoom call. Yeah. And we always had this idea that you that they'd get cut off at the end when the free Zoom was getting because we just thought that, we thought that was funny and um, yeah and then it just the nice thing about work, about doing something for a streaming service is it can just be the length it wants to be you know the footage was great the, you know the, the banter at the beginning which originally was just meant to be like a couple of minutes ended up being ten minutes and it felt like it sustained and it felt like people would want to see that and um, you know I like I've been working. TV for the last 10 years and that's the horrible thing about TV is you've always got to you've got to be whatever half an hour to the frame where you've got to hit an advert break and you've got to have a crescendo an artificial crescendo at the end of every advert break and it's also you know it's also kind of soul destroying to know that you're not using the best of the footage you're just trying to squeeze the footage into a into a shape that already exists and, and this this was so nice just being able to say well it's not even an hour it's not like there's any prescribed length to it it just it sits really nicely right there can I ask you guys a question yeah Two questions. Who's your favourite host girl? And what's your favourite death? Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, like, yeah. Oh, I I think I, I, I well, I'm a scaredy cat, so um <laughs> my favorite are just the the react like the silent reactions when things are happening like when we have our hoods up and so like and uh, under the blanket like those are my favorite moments because uh i empathize with those because i mean there were moments where i was watching it like <laughs> oh yeah i had i had like literally the last few frames of the movie i had to replay three or four times before she would look at it she's the host the, of a horror podcast. Uh, I had to watch the ending three times yeah. <laughs> to watch wow. it once <laughs> no the ending gets me like the other day I was just like scrolling through and just just saw the ending for a second and it just like, it freaked me out for a second well and as um, a horror fan you you know it's coming and you, yeah. you you know like you can anticipate it and then my just instinctually like just like my whole body shuts down and I'm just like nope I can't watch it this time <laughs> 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 it's funny, the reactions online people are saying it's too scary for them and it's the scariest film they've ever seen and things like that which is exactly what we wanted <laughs> that's another great thing about it being on shutter is people go in knowing knowing that it's for a horror audience knowing that that our you know our main purpose is to, to scare the hell out of them and i think knowing that going in we could really play with building the te- you know nothing supernatural really really happens until about halfway through but we just keep we just keep kind of keep teasing the audience. They obviously know from having mm. watched horror movies and just having common sense that doing a seance never ends well. So there's already that tension. But I think like it's really fun knowing the expectations of the horror audience and being able to fuck with them a little bit. Yeah. Well, I also think if it's it's perfectly made to watch on a laptop because like obviously you like you've got your cursor moving around and it, it looks like something has taken over your own laptop and you're quietly mm-hmm. in the background watching your own friends get murdered by a ghost. <laughs> It, yeah. it it does have that quality, doesn't it? Where you feel like you're watching your mates, that like you're part of the Zoom. Like somehow it's like, oh, like it could get me as well yeah. like, by watching that. It's quite, yeah, it does get, kind of get under your skin in that sense. But it's also a really good film, I think, to watch over Zoom with mates. Like as we kind great. of, we, as we did with the cast and crew screening yesterday, I was like, oh, wow, this is like so fun and joyful having this really cathartic horrifying like uh roller coaster of a ride together with people that i haven't seen for so long and things yeah that sounds so like nice. the perfect way to watch it yeah mm. yeah it was so we did a casting crew and it was so nice because obviously the cat obviously the cast get picked off systematically throughout so a lot of them haven't seen beyond their own death so it was really <laughs> nice it's like we I had the zoom bar at the top and the film below and like just being able to look like <laughs> to look at the people who weren't there for some of the later scares just be watching through their fingers <laughs> 
it was worth it all for that. It was worth it all to see Radina like literally jump out of her seat and punch the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because they all hate horror, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> that's hysterical. Them horror. <laughs> wow. Those are the perfect people, though, to put through scary situations. Cause, oh yeah. Because when we were doing the research, we did a real séance with a real medium with them, and they were all just shitting themselves. Like, have yeah. we actually summoned a demon? <laughs> it felt so cruel, and it was all kind of coming. A lot of that stuff in the film came from those kind of that real séance that we did with them. Yeah. yeah. What and was also, your, that was the first time you saw a lot of it. Like, what yes. were your? How did you? Um, what did you? What did you think of them all when you were? Oh my god! Well, I mean, that's the thing because I, I was trying to be like a kind of uh, a, a Snoopy investigator and just kind of like listen and observe. You're all so in cool in these Zoom calls, Gem. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> quietly, quietly typing and hoping no one could. It's like being one of those like awkward wedding photographers. Like you know they're taking a photo <laughs> of you. And I'm yeah. just like. Ha ha, she said a funny line about Ocado or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it was all there, really. And then um, I guess, oh, and also we haven't talked about Teddy who came in as yeah, part of, of the gang, the, the the guy in the film who isn't part of that friendship group, but he just no. kind of slots in like so easy to, the, to their dynamic. Yeah, yeah we, um, we, need this, we need someone to do us to do uh, stunts, basically, as, as part in, integral part of the friendship group. So... We, we lucked out and found a stunt guy who's an amazing actor and he's just a brilliant and fun, naturally funny person. Yeah, he's so yeah. funny. He's so funny. Love him. Love Teddy. Yeah, I was going to um, say my, uh, my favorite my favorite character in the movie is Gemma because like one it's it's all her fault um yeah. <laughs> but uh, but two she's just like a really she's really cool and she kind of like not necessarily saves the day but she's definitely the bravest of the group but Teddy is yeah. is definitely my favorite scare because not not just not just mm. how he dies but you have this sort of as above so below moment that, oh, like, yeah, that yeah. like it came up in the beginning I was like shit that's gonna be really scary later in the movie yeah. and I completely forgot about it until it came and uh, I almost yeah. bought my pants and that's the thing about the zoom call though like he wasn't on the zoom call so he no longer existed in the film and then he came back with this huge scare and you're like oh right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and there's a few red herrings in there as well with with, with the puppet as well yes, yes. So, like the, the most the, the worst time and he's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's the great thing because the first, first thing we did, the first thing we did is we got them all, we got all the, all the actors to basically do a video tour of their house so we could see all the creepy bits. And we're like, ah, Caroline, that attic's really scary. Go do something. <laughs> oh, it's so scary. Teddy's dad had these weird like puppets hanging up around the house. I was like, oh, they've got to go in the movie. He had a swimming pool, obviously, so that played in. It's like, it was nice just like building the scares organically from from what we had available. Yeah, organically is the right way to put it because it doesn't sound like anything of this movie was was well, I mean some of it was planned sure but it's all of it was just sort of what you were able to do and what you were able to work with what you had that's like one that's 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 probably all you could do during quarantine but uh like isn't that just like the core of all your favorite filmmaking stories yeah, yeah. it's, it's honestly right. it's how we make movies any like the, the other movies that we've made together dawn of the death and salt and absence like we came at them with not very much money and you know this was a very this was a very low budget feature um as well so it was it was really about what do we have access to that's going to it's going to surprise people and it's going to add production value. It's always it's always the approach I like to take. I mean, when when I first started out making films, my bible was um, Rebel Without a Crew, the Robert Rodriguez book, and he, you know, in Special. that, in, yeah, in, in that when he was making, you know, it's all about him making El Mariachi for seven grand, and he was saying like the first thing he did is he made a list and he was like, what have I got access to? I've got a guitar case, a school bus, and a tortoise. And I'll write a movie around that. <laughs> and that's it. That's El Mariachi. And it's like, it's always a good thing to do because you've always got these surprising things that, that are right at your fingertips, you know? Yeah. Luckily, we had a stunt crew, amazing actors, and like a great, amazing VFX guy. <laughs> As friends. Yeah, you also have an effect with fire. Um, not to, to say... Um, that's who... not an effect. That's real. That's <laughs> okay, real. so that's what I wanted to ask. That's... <laughs> insane real, it real. looks real <laughs> yeah. it is we basically this is no disrespect to teddy because teddy's amazing but we on our on our wish list at first was we, we wanted to we wanted to set someone on fire um <laughs> and we wanted to do it very slowly we wanted to do it very slowly with it traveling up the person's person's body while somebody was on the other end not being able to wake their friend up because we thought that epitomized the kind of you know being with somebody but being at a distance or you know the kind of um the, the kind of central fear of the film, I guess, is is um, 
kind of encapsulates that. And, and uh, Teddy was certified for that, and we could get the stunt people. Um, you know, we could do it all within the within the, the do it legally. Safety and, rules. Uh, and uh, it's honestly, it's the scariest thing in the world to be watching a stunt but not being physical. Like I've done burns before and other things, and it's there's something about being there even though you can't do anything anyway, if you're on set, at least it feels like you can run in and intervene maybe, but being on the other side of a Zoom call and just yeah. seeing seeing them light him up and the fire slowly spread down his body and then they they come in and they, um, they put him out and there's that horrible pause before he puts his thumb up to say that he's okay and it's like, it's really nerve-wracking. All, mm-hmm. all the people were like that. Emma's, Emma's reaction there while she's watching him burn is so good. Like, honestly, like, I hold my breath when I watch it. Yeah, like, she's, she's so scared. That's take. That's take one. She had no idea. What, what wow. wow. Nobody, nobody knew that he was a stunt guy either, so they didn't know. Wow. Prepared for him to to be able to do those things. Dang. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. so it, it is it is really interesting that this all came from a prank video because you really have kind of taken that uh, like yeah. the prank aesthetic and put it right into to the <laughs> core of making these some getting some of these shots. Wow. Totally, totally. And like like we want people to watch it and think. Well, we want them to go in thinking, okay, this is just a normal, well, an unfriended type movie. But we want people to, to kind of watch it and, and for their minds to change and think, oh, actually, this is something different. How the hell did they do that? We want people to say, how the F did they manage to do that in lockdown at a distance? And we want all those questions to kind of like just... Yeah. Well, that was kind of the, Never whole, be honest. <laughs> that was kind of the whole point of the last, the last act. The freak out. The freak out. Yeah, we, when we were writing it, we were like, we're going to play it classy for the first half. We're going to go very slowly, amp up the tension, and then we're just going to have a freak out at the end. So people yeah. are kind of like, they think they've got the frequency of the movie. They think they're tuned into it, and then we're just going to like blast them. We even named that section freak out, didn't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> freak out yes. where everyone dies, starts dying and all the crazy stuff happens. Um, also, shout out to James Swanton, who plays the, the creepy demon thing that you see. Um, every now and again, in, in like a few frames, who was never, who was never actually in anyone's house. That was all shot in his house against like a makeshift blue screen and put in like into all the, the different spaces. Like it was all through VFX magic. Oh yeah, Rob, but didn't you say that Emma's house, the one with the um, the flower footsteps, wasn't that like five different people's homes or something that you That's stitched right. together? Emma's, was it your house? house? Emma's house is made up of five different houses. So wow. her, bed, her bedroom is hers. And she goes downstairs and we've got a hidden VFX cut where she's in my kitchen and I'm playing her dressed in her costume and pointed <laughs> doing the flower. Because <laughs> oh, I knew how to do some of the some of the effects there. And then she runs into the hall and then she the light starts to flicker and the camera goes up and we, we do a VFX cut there. And when the light explodes, that's in a pyrotechnic expert's house who just filmed one of the lights exploding. Then it goes to darkness and she's running up the stairs and the stairs are in a stunt house with somebody else in her costume. She gets picked up and picked up in the air. She falls down. Uh, and in the in the blur of the camera there, we cut and we're back in Emma's house. And then after the ghost is in her room and she does the fall out of the window, we do a VFX cut and the fall is at Teddy's house because we had a stunt person there and we filmed the, the fall at Teddy's house. So it was, it's, it's, well... Shout out to you, Rob, and the editor as well, man. Brenna Ranga, the editor, honestly, we shot this movie, but Brenna made this movie. She was Mm. able to wade through and just find all these amazing moments. She's an absolute hero. She's uh, she's such a storyteller, and she's so she was so (laughs) integral to this film having the the shape that it has, and just the fact that it zips along so well. It's all down to her. Yeah, I can only imagine like editing a found footage movie is probably like an hour long discussion in itself. And I got a, I got a million other things I want to talk to you guys about. Like, I, I love the monster. I love, I love, oh, damn it. Like, this is a great movie. I really enjoy it. And, uh, all the time in the world. Keep going. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I do think we have to go shortly. But we usually ask people to build their dream double feature at the drive-in. Um, there aren't really a lot of drive-ins in your area. So do you all have recommendations of movies that you would like your friends to watch over Zoom, maybe? Yeah. Rob, you go first. Yeah, I'd say it's always got to be Evil Dead Two. I think Evil Dead Two is just the—it's my favorite movie of all time. It's the best movie to watch with mates. It's just—it's the best movie to watch. Full stop. It's—it's like eighty-five minutes or something. It's super fun. It's crazy. And um, yeah, I—I think have a couple of beers with some friends and watch that, and you'll never be disappointed. Definitely. Um, Uh, Go on, Jen. 
I was just going to say, I think Kim mentioned earlier, like Blair Witch Project, number one, that was like the first horror movie I actually liked. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and with, with a bit of ghost watch on the side, if that counts as a movie. <laughs> TV yeah. movie, it's fine. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to do a drive-in one. So the first film would be for around like 8 p.m. maybe will be Night of the Comet, my favourite movie of all time. Right on. Um, starring Catherine Mary Stewart and Kelly Maroney, two of the most underrated actresses in the genre. Um, it's just such a fun film. And it's it's essentially the kind of like precursor to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And um, it needs lots more love. So I'd recommend that. And the second film will probably be Evil Dead 2 as well, <laughs> uh, just because it's just the, the one of the best movies of all time. And I don't know if you know, but me and Rob are making a film with Sam Raimi sometime soon i wasn't sure so, we were allowed to ask but i want to know everything <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. okay. we can't tell you anything but you can ask <laughs> <Yeah>. just nod <laughs> yeah. me and jade also we run a or we were trying to before the, the, this pesky pandemic got in the way but we run like a, a, a night where we we rent out a cinema and we play films off vhs tapes oh wow x rented VHS tapes because it's how we first started watching all these horror movies and we were planning a double bill and I still want to do it at some point. We were planning a double bill where we were going to play Dream Warriors and Dream Demon back to back, which I think would be a great, great double bill. Uh, right, yeah. Actually, Dream Demon, another British movie, which is really underrated. I've never heard of it, yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, good. The, the first, the first like, minute is unbelievable. Like, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> YouTube, YouTube. Uh, Dream Demon opening scene. You're on blow your mind. Okay. It's just been released by Arrow in the last month. Oh, perfect. Oh, sweet. Okay, so we'll yeah. we'll have it before the end of the year then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. The, now, uh, just bringing up X-rated stuff. I, before you go, I definitely want to take the opportunity to ask you about video nasties and like how much that's played played a role in your life. Because I got to assume. Like video nasties are essentially movies that were never you weren't really allowed to get anywhere. But like, was that even an issue for you guys growing up, or was that before you? So, so video nasties came from the UK is because the censors here just didn't want um, a, a bunch of films. I think it's thirty nine films um, shown here. So it, the video nasty concept started in the UK, and yeah, we we didn't have access to a lot of films for many years until like again the early 2000s when they started kind of oh, wow. re-released really? so so yeah so it, it was kind of a thing for us but i guess uh we, we can watch all those movies now because they're no longer longer banned or i mean i don't know about about you guys gem and jed but like for me it was it was a, just a tick list of movies that i knew i had yes. to <laughs> like eight twelve i was like oh i've got to get through these and, um, <laughs> Like uh, Evil Dead was on that list. Evil Dead was. Wow. You know, wow. Sam Raimi had to come to the UK and go to court to like wow. because he was charged with obscenity. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I, I, my parents tried to raise me without TV at all, so like I had I had like Whoa. a little TV that I hid under my bed, and I used to like I used to go to like charity shops and buy these video nasties on on VHS and sit up and watch them under my under my bed sheets. That's so cool. And look, yeah. now you're a filmmaker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A very <laughs> rounded human being. No, no psych- <laughs> Not a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, thank you. Thank you all so much for taking the time to talk to us. This has been great. And uh, it, obviously, everybody can check out Host Now on Shudder. <laughs> if they really like it, do you want them to message you directly? <laughs> yeah, go for it. They should, yeah, it's, I'm spread, spread the word. We really want to get the hashtag happy spookies trending. So if they could like tweet with that. I love that. Yeah. Happy spookies. <laughs> yeah, we love it. And um, yeah, can I just say thank you so much, John and Kim, for letting us come onto your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I listen to all the time as well. So it'd be good to uh, hear my own voice in it. Really <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. The movie was such a blast. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Spookies. Happy Happy Spookies. (laughs) It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.